Ron, let's go out to the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service. Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and heating and air conditioning provider for over 50 years where we find our friend and yours, Stanley Cup champion, Jay Caulfield. Jay, that was, I mean, I feel compelled to start here because this was almost, well, it was more unusual actually than seeing a goalie score a goal, which we saw not too long ago. We saw an own goal on an empty net during a delayed penalty. How did you see that through your eyes? Yeah, first of all, good to talk to you guys. And yeah, as far as that, Joe, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I've never seen it before. So, you know, it, it, there's, there's always that threat that goes out of the net. And, you know, you've seen pucks be shot down from one end and, and go back the other way. But when you're ragging a puck and they were doing the right, I mean, they were they were benefiting the team if they could just, you know, pull it off and hold on to it for a little while longer. But I, I remember feel, I, when I was watching, feeling like them getting closer inside the zone when they – when they wheeled back and you had Keller chasing Chris Letang and, you know, I was getting a little bit, you know, then you're bringing it back to the danger area, if you will. And I think, I don't know. I, I think if anything, not bump it back towards your own net. And he really did. I mean, it, was, it would have been wider than that if it doesn't touch Malkin's stick. But the fact of the matter is just one, it was one of those nights that everything kind of went sideways. And that's just one little piece of it that just stood out. I mean, obviously we've never seen it. It's, it was, a little bit of lackadaisical, lazy, if you will. But when they're ragging a puck and you go towards your own net and you bump it back towards it with the guy turning towards it as well. I mean, uh, you know, Malcolm you know, could have put the brakes on and just made sure instead of being, you know, coy about it or, la- you know, la- lazy, whatever phrase you want to use. But, yeah, that's just, a, that's just a microcosm of what's been going on all year in a sense, right? I mean, it's just the way it, way it all went. And, um, again, never seen it before. And just the way that this Penguins little road trip, this two-game trip, kind of not surprised. I mean, it's just uh, the team in general for me, guys, when you have a coach that's laying into you after the game the other night, you had the game in control against Vegas, and you give it away in the third period, uh, you, you would expect, and this is every, anybody who's played sports, you would expect that when your coach lays into you and, 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 and gives it to you after the game and whatever he had to say in the locker room, that your next effort is going to be, your next game is going to be, you're going to be on high alert and everybody's going to be going. And that didn't happen last night. I think that's what's probably even more disappointing. There was a freak thing that happened with the empty net. The, the, you know, your goalie pulled and the puck was in your net. But it was the play of everything else throughout the evening um, that, that's probably more is disturbing. Be the disturbing part. Jay, I, 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 everybody will remember the own goal, but I'm with you. I thought they were awful from start to finish last night. And then if you go back to the third yeah. period in Vegas, these points are precious. Uh, and, uh, you know, for them yeah. to, to, you know, you know, I think they're in a really tough spot. I know they're five points out of a playoff spot, but a lot ahead of them here. And, and now they only have two yeah. games left before the All-Star break. Uh, and they don't play again until Friday. This is a tough trip to sit on for four days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's and it's right. I think the lucky thing for them is that you look at the division and where it's at and the, and the teams that are in it. You know, Jersey, goaltending been brutal, right? They, they're injured. They've had injuries. The goaltending has not been good. They're not playing good hockey. So they're hovering in a, in a mediocre state right now. The Flyers, are they going to back up? I mean, I mean, numbers would think. I mean, they've... They go out, they play the game hard each and every night. They need to get goaltending. They need to manufacture their goals. Is it going to catch up to them as the season wears on? I mean, that's the one thing you can look at in this 
division and conference as far as division as far as the Penguins are concerned, that they they just get on a streak and start to play the hockey that everybody expects them to do, and players step up the way they're supposed to be, and guys that you acquired that are you're being paid big money uh, perform the way they're expected, then you're going to be okay. But right now, we haven't seen that. That's the problem, right? And but you're lucky you've been in a division that's been pretty mediocre outside of the Rangers kind of running away with it and. Flyers playing great hockey, but I expect a couple teams to back up, and the Penguins need to climb. And now they have to have months. They have to have segments of, we talked about it before, 10-game segments. You keep losing a couple games like this and giving points away. You can't be less than, like, 7-3 and three in every 10-game segment you have left. And they're not showing that they're able to do that right now. And without Sidney Crosby doing what he's doing, and it's not to, you know, not to kind of go off on that all the time, but you almost have to because – it's the one line that generates with consistency each and every night. Without that, at five on five, where would this team be? I don't know. But it's that, that, the disturbing part, as, we, as we've touched on, is that they came out after having a bad third period, and you would think, guys, if, if you fear for your job, and a number of players should, if you fear for your job, that you, know, you, would, have to, you would see some type of different effort. But that wasn't there last night. I didn't see – I didn't see guys, you know, nobody – I mean, it's going to affect the bottom six. I mean, I don't know what they have, depth charts. I mean, that's the thing. What do you, where are you going to go after? What are you going to change unless a deal's made? But right now, guys didn't show any um, – certain players didn't show any, like, you know, anything that shows that you got a little bit of life. I mean, it's that's, – that's what would be really – it's disturbing for Mike Sullivan. I am guarantee it. He's looking at this going, I'm giving guys opportunities, and they're not doing it. Certain players that are not performing to what, as I said, what was expected when they were brought here, and you're 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 mired in this hockey that puts you really, you're below 500. I mean, take that loser point and put it on your number, and that's where you're at. What does it make them? 21 and 23? I mean, truthfully, that's where they're at, and uh, it is going to be difficult. But they they certainly have all the skill in the world that are on is on that team to turn things around. But just not good. Just not a good effort, and very difficult flight home. Players are looking around. It's, it's no fun when you're in that locker room when, when it's going sideways like that. The Jay Caulfield Show brought to you by McVeigh Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Jay, sometimes very tough decisions have to be made, and I think it's quite yeah. frankly up to Mike Sullivan to make one, and that would be to take Evgeny Malkin off the top power play and use him far less, if at all, in three-on-three for a while. Uh, that, that just seems like an obvious move to me. Something's not right with Malkin. He looks a step slow. And quite frankly, in my opinion, at least, he's hurting them. Yeah, he, uh, he even admitted as a player. As a player, he's come out and said that. And, Joe, I don't dis- I'm not disagreeing. It's, when your power plays it, when your power plays right around, hopping around 10%, you're 30th in the league. I don't think anybody can, there's not one thing anybody could ever say. If you said, hey, you're off this tonight, you're not on this, you're off the power play unit tonight. I don't, and I'm, I'm take Malkin's name out of it. Just anybody who's underperforming. We're not getting any results. We're making a switch. Well, what are they going to say? What can Even if it's one of the greatest players to ever play the game and come through here, at some point, you, it's like you, there's going to be a change. There, there would be a change. Then you sit there like, and you go, what's that going to be? I think I, I don't disagree with that. And, again, what is the player going to say? Yeah I, yeah, I have to agree with you, Coach. That's exactly right. I need to be better. And I, I think Malkin has already come out and said that. So what's the fear? What's the fear that he'll go into the tank yeah, for good? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, I mean, to me, I mean, they're look, they're. 
I don't think there's any. I mean, the fear is like, hey, as a player, he's not. It's not going well. He's. It's. It's pressing. You know. It's. It's. There's things that are happening that you're, you're not used to. You're still about a point of game guy, though, right? You're still about a point of game guy. But the power play again is costing you games at given times, or you're not doing anything to help. You know, the cause on a given night. And and, and again, I, I personally think that certainly you got to sit in that coach's room. You got to go with everybody together and go. We need to make this move just to shake it up something to shake it up and realize you're not going to be thrown out there every night. Now, again, I'm going to say they have been the greatest players. Look at the lineup and the, the players we're talking about. But at some point, you're not bumping them off of, of a power play that's at 20%. You're bumping them off, bumping somebody off a power play that's at 10%. So to me, that, that, that it's even it's effect it's a ripple effect through the whole team when it's when that's going on. It's a press situation, and I do believe a, a move needs to be made. I, I do, some form or fashion. You can't keep throwing out the same thing all the time and not getting anything out of it and giving up opportunities the other way. So if I'm a coach or you're a coach, and, and we've I've been around a lot of coaches that are harsh, direct, but when you have the star player, there's and rightfully so, there's two sets of rules, right? There's always going to be. If you were just a, you know, the guys that are going to be affected are the bottom of the, of, the, of, the, of the lineup. That's who gets affected because what else are you going to do? But I think as far as the power play is concerned, a switch needs to be made. Jay, and, do, and just go with it. I, you know, I'm thinking on. Carlson, too. I, I've been very oh, disappointed not- by him. I, I, I agree 100% with Joe about Malkin because he looks doesn't even look like the same player to me. How about Carlson? Yeah. I'm not, hey, I don't think anybody's any, – there's not anybody should be – you know, outside of the, the guys that we know come in and do it, and, and, and we've talked about that all the time. But Eric Carlson, even when he came here, go through his 100-point season that he had, I believe he only had 20-some points on the power play, right? He didn't have – it wasn't like the biggest numbers. He was he was even strength where he really did his damage. And so, yeah, I mean, I think anything. I would put, I would make this flip and go right to Latang as the number one – your, your guy manning the point on the number one unit, and you figure out with all the other talent you have. I thought Pustin him when he was on a unit. Now they've pushed him back because healthy bodies come back. I understand that because you got bodies coming back. You're trying to find Raquel. You're doing this. But I would put that young player out there on that left side or have a move. When the movement comes around, he has an opportunity for a one-timer. i give him a look on the second unit if, 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 that be, if that's the case. But I would make switches. I would, I would definitely do it. I don't think anybody's uh, – I don't think so. these guys that are, are underperforming should not. Have, there's no beef. They need to be better. When you when you're paid big money, when you're paid six million dollars a year to ten million dollars a year, and you're underperforming, it is what it is. A, a switch needs to be made after forty some games. I remember us talking back. We said, "Well, you got to give it 20, 20 some games." Now you're at forty some, and it's and it's going sideways. And then, and Mike Sullivan's trying to find points. He's trying to adjust lines throughout the game. And he moved Russ back up. All those things. He's trying anything and everything except what we just talked about. And it's very difficult. Not an easy thing. But now after this amount of time, they've given him enough, enough time to say, okay, now we need, we need to make a switch and this has to change. And if, you have a prob- if there's a problem with it, then that has to be addressed in a completely different way. But that's internal. And, and I'm not sure what conversations Mike Sullivan has been down. They have to feel it. Malkin feels it. You could tell by his interview the other day, but it didn't change the performance last night. It didn't. It didn't go well. So I, I, I think there, there, there's going to be some switch up, and there has to be by the time we get to Friday night. Jay Caulfield on the tech on the 
phone line, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan text line, you can always check in on, brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So, Jay, if I told you that the Penguins, as good as Jake Gensel has been, could trade Jake Gensel for a different kind of player, sort of like the James Neal for Hornquist trade, you know, a real hockey trade where you're just each team's looking for something different. What if I told you you could trade Gensel for a quality power forward, a big body type? Would that be something that would intrigue you? No, no, because... No, it doesn't. I know what you're getting at. I, I do. I, I think the only reason why that should ever take place, Joe, is if they know they can't make they, – they're not going to be able to meet the demands of Jake Gensel's, what his team is going to ask for, or what they think it's going to be. If you think you can't do that, then I'm not – then I won't disagree with that. But Jake Gensel with Sidney Crosby, he's a pure goal scorer. And there's – which I know we've said that said it before. He scores all different ways, and there's not a lot of them out there, right? I mean, there's not a lot that are free or available to be picked up. Uh, that's the only reason why I say it. But if you know you're not going to meet the demands of them, at some point, then I believe something's going to happen with that. But it'd be hard-pressed to take the one thing that's clicking for you uh, and, and then, and then move, move away from that. They play a game. He and Crosby play such a unique game together, and they know where each other's at all the time, and, and it's effective. And it's the one thing that's keeping them in games. They turn games around even when it's – and by the way, I am not trying to be this guy that's going to talk. Oh, it's it's about Sid. It's about Sid. I'm telling you, when you watch each and every night, that is the one line and the one group that does it each and every night. They they bring it every time they play. So I would not want to do that, Joe. But if they know they're not going to meet the demands, then I think you're going to see something like that happen if this really continues to get away. That's not my point, Jake. One other thing, guys. Can you risk letting him go, go for nothing at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah that can't happen, right? That can't happen. So that's what, that's what I would think. I was going to say one thing about – I'm going to go back one second, Joe and Ron. You know, the fan base, they want to see something change, right? They want to see something change. Now, if you're the coaching staff, you're sitting there going, in our minds, we can't – we're not trying to worry about that. We're worrying about the guys in the locker room and our team and what can we do to get the best out of there. But as we all know around here, in sports – in this great sports community – they're, they're clamoring for something to change. Uh, that's why I said, and it has, this week is a good time to, to, before you get to Florida, there has to be a shock to what took place over the last couple of days. And it's almost like it got highlighted and spotlighted with that goal going, the puck going in your empty net. I mean, all these things bring it to, to a head. But the fan base and everybody's clamoring for something to change. And as I said, Mike Sullivan's got the job to do with his staff and go, look, we're not. We have to take the outside noise away, what's best for our team. And I do agree with Joe and Ron, but something has to happen with start with the power play unit, start with that and make a wholesale, make a wholesale change to it. And that might involve one player or two players, and you got to flip it. And then you can't worry about because the, the performance just hasn't been there. I said, these guys make big – Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, I, I will go back to Mario. Whenever he needed to do something, he did it, right? He would do it. When you, if he would be mirrored, if his power play units were 10%, or Kevin Stevens, guys like that, they were at 10%, Rick Tockett, that would be, they would beat themselves up over it. They probably, that, that would never fly. Right now, they're so below where they should be at that, that there, there should be a change, and I think Mike Sullivan's going to look at that strong 
and hard before Friday night's game. But the fan base, and rightfully so, is calling for they, – they expect more and they deserve more. And I know that's how the players internally would feel that way and the coaching staff feels that way. They're trying to give it to them. It's just not there right now. But I think the first step towards it is some type of change – and they don't have a lot of choices personnel-wise to, to flip anything around or sit somebody out or do this. But you can start with something where it looks like it's going to be a difference maker, and it is the power play and pulling somebody off of it. And you got to be—it's tough stern with it when they're when they're best players that have ever come through and played the game. But tough decisions need to be made, and I I, I do think they're going to happen by Friday night. Jay, I mean, they're they're and not in a good spot here, even in the standings with so many teams ahead of them and the loser points. I mean, how serious is uh, is their playoff chances at this point? Forty four games in. Well, if they if they if they go down to Florida, and then Montreal, this should be a game like you got to you want to you want to finish off before you have this long break on on an up note. I, I, as I said before, Ron, I think that I think that the vision is not playing it. The Islanders not the Islanders weren't playing good. The teams that were projected to be up, Washington injured. I mean, they're 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 finding ways to get points, but can can they sustain it over another forty games? I, I think that I think that's why the Penguins can certainly just get themselves on on a steady roll of playing solid hockey. While you had goaltending that was performing for you, then they can climb up and get themselves in position. But if they go through this weekend and give give points away, um, I, I think, think it is going to be a really – it'll make it very difficult for themselves. But, I, I, again, the division is weak. The division is not what it used to be, and uh, they have a chance to still climb because teams can back up. But you don't want to be winning games. Then you, then you can get into a role where you start to win, but you're finding everybody else is coming back and doing the same thing. I expect a couple teams to back up to give those Penguins the opportunity to get themselves in there. Thank you, Jay. See you, Jay. Okay, guys. Take care. It's a disaster, Joe. It ain't looking good. Although, the the, the only thing is they have games at hand on each team in front I, of yeah, them. I do. They've every played, team. I so think it, almost every team has played more games than them. If they run off any kind of streak, they'll still be okay. But how are they different than a bubble team like, oh, I don't know, the Steelers without any real championship hope. You know what I mean? In in one way, it'll be fun down the stretch if the Penguins They'll are be in it. it. They'll Joe, be they'll in be it. in it. They'll have big games, and we'll enjoy watching it and talking about it. But in another, they're just not really in any serious Stanley Cup conversation. I guess that's okay for a few years, right? Especially we get to watch Sid and Gino. Not last night, Gino. <laughs> But, and Le, and Latang and, and and it's still it's still fun to watch these Sid guys. It's still fun to watch, isn't he? But how that goal last night? The own goal took away a top ten goal in Crosby's career to score on a deflection. His hand eyes from just that incredible. far away is ridiculous. It's, it, it's literally incredulent. I agree with that. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 93.7thefan.com contesting page. The Pirates make, I think, a signing that people around baseball look at and say, hmm, that's interesting, and how often do they do that? We'll talk about it <laughs> next on Cook and Joe.